Ladies and gentlemen, somehow Kingpin returned. For this is a Fred Dealing Productions podcast. Or did he? <laughs> or, did or did he have a a natural reset? A natural reset, you say? Ooh. Mm, but we'll talk about that later. Spoilers! 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 Cue the music! I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring conversation anyway. Hello. Hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I am the person based on the doll with big boobies, Michael Lister. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of everything is pre-recorded and we can edit. Maybe not. Ah, we'll just keep it in. Just keep it in. Just keep it in. Just keep it in. It's all part of the show. It's all part of the fun. Yes. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why? It's not? all. Come on. Come it's on. jokes. It's why jokes. aren't you laughing? <laughs> come on. Why aren't you laughing? <laughs> why aren't you laughing? Everything that you're laughing at, I wrote. <laughs> Everything that you're not laughing, you're someone else's joke. Yeah. Uh, How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You're good. Great. Great. Um, yeah, it's good to be here another week. Uh, unfortunately, things was, we were so close to having Fully on the show. We were so close. <laughs> to getting Missed her it on. by that much. Missed it by that much. Yes. Um, so uh, she sends her apologies, but you know it is it is January. It is Australian Open time, so she's busy, busy, busy. Um, so hopefully she'll join us some point soon. Um, but uh, you know. It will be worth waiting for to have her back. But we'll carry on in her stead, as we do. So Keep carrying on. Carrying on. on. on, on, on. Carrying on, 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 on. Beginning with the weekly watchings. Mike, what have you been watching? Yes. Well, <laughs> I have been uh, watching uh, Campaign 3 of uh, Critical Role. Very nice. Uh, um, up to 40-something, 7 now. So... Uh, another ten in the bag of where where I'm up to, and that's basically it. <laughs> Otherwise, the stuff that we we're going to talk about later. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't really say much mm-hmm. that I've seen. Uh, that's okay. Otherwise, it's a big big spoiler if you're not up to date. Um, stuff mm. happens. They rolled twenties. They rolled ones, and some critical fails as well. No. Um, but I will say I just spent most of my time on on just just on the social medias, just doing ra- just watching random stuff, mm-hmm. like the Golden Globes, and well done for the people who won. And yeah, yes, we're going to talk about that <laughs> very soon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So unfortunately, I didn't really watch much. That's so, right. Yeah, sometimes you just get bogged down of watching um, 
role playing that goes for four hours, <laughs> and yeah, that, but I will be, I'll be finished soon. So then nice. I'll be watching some stuff, and I haven't been to the movies. I was thinking of going uh, this week, but I might just wait to the holdovers. I want to watch that. Yeah, looks um, good, huh? Yeah, because I was going to watch like you know Wonka and all that, but I thought no. I watched Godzilla minus one, and I think that should be the last movie that I watched for last year because yeah. it was so impactful, and I don't need anything else. Other, <laughs> it's like yes, I just watched the 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 uh, greatest um, greatest uh, Godzilla film ever, and then I watch Aquaman. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, nah. no, yeah, I've heard things. But Things. I thought, I'll just wait. Yeah. I'll just wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in any rush to see to see Aquaman, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so what about you, Kendall? Do you watch things accidentally and purposely? Definitely purposely, yes. I didn't watch anything by accident this week, but that has happened in the past. Um, <laughs> so I, I've had myself a bit of an Emma Stone week this week, oh. um, following obviously her, her big, oh. win, big win at the Globes. Um, I, you poor thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. Went to the cinema and I saw, uh, I saw poor things, um, the day after the Globes actually. And, uh, and the. The cinema was pretty full, which was really nice to see, especially because, oh, you know... For an art house film. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to say. Like, for for a film like that, like, to have such a big audience in there was really, really great and surprising. Um, so, it just goes to show the, the star power of the cast and, and you know, what... <laughs> what people have heard about this movie and um yeah it's cinema's back cinema's, cinema's back, back baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um no i loved i loved this movie i loved it it was wonderful it was so funny um very darkly funny you know um and just bizarre like one of the most bizarre and original pieces of filmmaking i've ever seen in storytelling and character work and just you know it's not exactly what you think, like, you know, the premise of it kind of being like a, you know, she's a reanimated corpse. There's actually a twist on it. It's not as cut and dry as that, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, Yeah. Um, But it's just, it's one of her best performances um, she's ever given, I think, you know, and I've seen most of her stuff. Um, But um, I I just loved, you know, just the... The fun the cast seemed to be having playing these characters, just the the fearlessness of it and just them, their willingness to do things that they'd never done before. Um, it's probably the movie I've seen with, like, the most sex scenes ever in, I feel like. I don't remember the last time I watched a film that had that many sex scenes in it. Um, so, but some, and some Debbie of them... Debbie does Dallas. Debbie does Dallas. Some of them... <laughs> some of them were really funny. As well, um, uh, you know, they weren't all designed to be, you know, to be raunchy or whatever. Um, but, um, but you know, they were very interesting. And just the film aesthetically, like in terms of its um, costuming and its production design and its everything, it was just it was just a sight to behold. Um, and the way it uses visual effects 
and practical effects to create this kind of landscape that the, this world is in um, was just stunning. So uh, I, yeah, it's the only, literally the only criticism I have of the film, and it's a nitpick, is that it was it probably didn't need to be two hours and twenty minutes long. Um, some of the scenes probably could have been shortened or tightened, but there it like really isn't anything that you could get rid of too much, I suppose. Um, but but it was like like that. That's a nitpick. I was happy to be in that world for that long. Um, but um, but yeah, it was great. I really recommend people go watch it. Um, you might enjoy it, Mike. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely on my, my bucket mm. list because everyone in it is looks fantastic and yeah. just looks bizarre. And uh, I oh. love my bizarre. How bizarre? How bizarre? Yeah, it definitely ticks all the poor things. <laughs> ticks yes. the uh, ticks the bizarre box, that's for sure. And Mark Ruffalo was just yes. Oh my god, he was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he was so funny. My god, I didn't know he had it in him. So that was lovely to see. Um, yeah. So and while I was actually at the cinema, um, you know, talking with the the lovely attendant behind the counter who was selling us our tickets and our popcorn, um, he recommended I check out The Curse which is the TV show that Emma Stone is uh, currently starring in that's just finished. Yeah, yeah, with um, Nathan Fielding. Yes, yes, with Na- Nathan. Is it Nathan Fielding or Fielder? I can't remember. Field. One of them. Nathan, According to Nathan. Nathan, that guy. Um, yes, and, and Benny Safdie as well. Um, yeah, it's... Right, so I've seen the first four episodes um, so far, and uh, it's <laughs> it's so cringe and... <laughs> awkward uh, like and it's it's hilarious but it's just like oh <laughs> you know like it's just yeah these you know they play this married couple who have come in and it it, it really feels like it's a white savior narrative sort of thing but they're they're trying really hard not to be in that way <laughs> um yeah so it's it's just a really interesting show where they're you know they're trying to get their own lifestyle show picked up and then all these things just keep going wrong and um, not how you would expect. And um, and Nathan, Nathan, I'm going to look it up. Is it Nathan Fielding or Fielder? I need to say his name right. I need to get it right. Uh, uh, Felcher. Felcher, Nathan Felcher. Um, Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder, so, yeah. That's... So I was right. I can't remember which one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was, he, he made the rehearsal, which is... That was a, f- mm. a film that I, I really wanted to see that looked really quirky. Oh, that's a TV show. Oh, it's a TV show? Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for correcting me. Ah, oh, yes, yes, TV show. Okay, I need to yeah, I need to watch that because that also looked very crazy. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, but no, this guy, yeah, he's, he's so good at playing awkward and just inept, like socially inept kind of a person. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I really like the way that the, the show is shot too. It's everything is really done as if you are what you're actually there, like peeking in on their lives, sort of thing. Like all the camera angles are like from either outside of rooms or outside of doors or like through windows. Like not all of them, but a lot of them are. And it's just done in this invasive way with like these slow zooms in. And I just, yeah, I, it's really clever. Um, so I, I really, I really like it. Like I, I wasn't sure. At first, I had to kind of get, I think I had to get into it and get used to it. But once I did, I was like, okay, now I, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. keep going. So, yeah. So I, I really, I really like it. 
It's cool. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of things I watched this week. Um, so, yeah, we've taken... My friends and I have taken a break from Agent, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and we're watching Agent Carter. Um, so uh, we just finished the first season. So re-watching that for the first time was, was pretty good. Um, enjoying that quite a bit. Um, and then what was the other thing? Oh, yes. And then I went to the movies a second time. Um, and I saw Mean Girls. Ah, uh, so did yeah. my wife. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Not um, at the same time. Yeah. All postcodes. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so saw, saw Mean Girls, which is, you know, the adaptation of the musical, the Broadway musical, that is also sort of a remake of the original film. So it's like this double or Boris. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this double adaptation going on. Um, I went in with low expectations because Mean Girls, the original film, is a film that is ingrained in my psyche. I what I've seen it like probably twenty times. Like it's you know, it's up there with one of my formative teenage movies because hmm. it came out at the right time when I was that age. Um Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, big part of my life culturally and um yeah, so I was just like, let's not, let's not get too excited. I mean, it was promising in the fact that you know Tina Fey wrote the script for this as well. She did for the original film, so she's involved. She's also in the movie. Um, Tim Meadows is back as the principal. Like, you know, you've got some, you got some, um, you know, OG people coming back for this. And they put, they cast John Hamm as Coach Carr. And I think one of my only criticisms is that they didn't use him as as well as they should have because they kind of cut out a lot of the Coach Carr stuff from the first film which makes a lot of sense because it is quite inappropriate <laughs> what happens hmm. with his character but um yeah but uh, it was actually surprisingly good it was fun i i actually had a good time it was it was interesting to see the the, the dialogue and and stuff that they kept from the original film like i found certain choices to keep certain words in interesting because i was like i don't think people say biatch anymore but it, uh, apparently they do because it's in the movie um wow <laughs> you get that when a older generation writes about um teenagers and then again it's didn't they sort of update it that they've put in social media and all, yeah all yeah that? they've definitely modernized so, it and made it contemporary so there's tiktok there's yeah there's yeah. um instagram stuff there's you know all that in there um there's vaping references like yeah like, <laughs> so there's a, so there's another layer of uh, an older older generation um commenting on newer generation so yeah could work could couldn't it's steeped in there. It's steeped in there. Yeah. Um, but no. But it's but it's good, and the songs are good. They're pretty catchy. Like none. I don't. Um, like they're not really stuck in my head now. I mean, they were stuck in my head for you know the next day. I think some of them. Um, and you know the cast. They did. They did a very good job of casting the movie. Like f- filling all the roles. Like it's you know it's a big big ask for these actors to step into these sh- shoes of such a you know kind of iconic movie. Um, and they all feel, they all did it really, really well. Um, I really, yeah, I don't really have any flaws to say about any of the, any of the cast. They were all great and it was, it was good. It was a really decent remake. So, um, I was not disappointed. The reviews have definitely been mixed. I've seen some really positive ones and I've seen some not so positive ones, but 
yeah, it's not a it's not an offensive remake. I think it works. So I'm mm. I'm glad it exists. I'm not offended by it in any way. Yeah. So yeah. So that's my weekly watchings. So just like the original, I will avoid it at all costs. Well, <laughs> yeah, if it's it's I, I can't see this movie being for you, but hey, it's. Even with the original, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> that's what it's playing for. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably watch it if it comes out because no doubt my wife will probably want to watch it. Uh, but is it a movie to watch with my child? I don't want her to be a teenager. Not just yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that should be watched by like... Hey, it will be out of date when she becomes a teenager. 15, so. I know, 15, 15 and older. Definitely. Um, yeah. But it's it's def- compared to the first film, it is a little tamer in terms of its like yeah. sexual overtones and, and, and references. It's a, it's tamer in that regard. Yeah. But it's the it's a bit like us watching John Hughes films. Mm. It's a, it's a, a generation out mm. from us. So mm-hmm. who knows? Time will tell. Time will tell. All right, speaking of time, let's move it along and get into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright, it's nerdy news time, uh, and we're going to kick off the news with some Star Wars news this week because uh, it was announced that there is going to be a movie called The Mandalorian and Grogu, mm-hmm. um, directed by Jon Favreau. Um, this, I believe, is going to actually be out before anything else that's in production. I... I can understand uh, from what I've read. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, apparently, it's also going to coexist alongside the whatever Heir to the Empire movie Dave Filoni supposedly working on that's going to wrap up Ahsoka uh. and all the stuff. So I think these two movies are going to go... I, I feel like the end of Mandalorian season... Four, was it four? Or th- season four we watched recently? Or, or three? Uh, three. Like, it was three, three last year. Okay. So the ending of... So the like ending, Star Wars, it always comes in threes. Yeah. I, mean, I think the ending of that represents, like, the splitting off of the two storylines. Like, that's yeah. what that's what the announcement of this movie tells me, is that they're going to be like, okay, because as we all saw, it looks like Mando and Grogu got their happy ending. They've got their land, and they're, you know, happy and whatever, and, you know, they're a clan of two, and now we're going to get them going on a, an adventure together um you know uh the fun never ends and then we're gonna get this heir to the empire film which is not officially that's what it is but that's i think that's what everyone's guessing it's gonna be because that's kind of the storyline that they're adapting um and that's gonna wrap up all of the mandalore and thrawn and and ezra and ahsoka and all that stuff so um but they're also saying there's still gonna be a mando season four so i don't know I don't know what's um, going on. They're, they're, mm. they're putting their, their hands in a lot of baskets at Disney. Um, so we'll see. 
Um, Dave Filoni and Kathleen Kennedy are also going to produce the film alongside John Favreau. Um, so yeah, it's going to be cool to see them on the big screen, though. I I will admit I am looking forward to mm. that. Um, going into a cinema and seeing Grogu on the big screen, seeing seeing Din Djarin in action. So, um, yeah. So we're still getting these other movies, and we're you know still getting another season of Mando. So yeah, I don't know. Lots of things are happening over at Star Wars. What does Mike make of this news? What do you think? Well, Michael, in the third person, uh, <laughs> reckons... <laughs> Sorry. Funny. No, it's, it, was, it was good. I like it. <laughs> Something different. I Something like it. different. Uh, besides this. Um, <laughs> more stuff. Uh, kind of cool. Uh, Soka Season 2... Um, getting a season two i mean at the end of the ahsoka it definitely opens up for other stuff uh where these characters end up um an amanda and grogu film possibly yeah i i i don't know i've heard things about about it that um because of the actors and writers strikes they're sort of uh uh, rethinking how we're going to tackle this because uh, they 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 definitely hear stuff uh, from from the fans and from the um, from the from the internet of uh, the third one was a very mixed bag. It's like, well, we were hoping to have you know the story of of uh, Din and Grogu, but it was more to do with like um, uh, Mandalore and all all that so possibly it'll take take place after that or or it it is part of season four i'm 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 think i'm still thinking that maybe season four uh this movie was originally going to be like a season four but i thought ah we'll probably just make it into a movie and probably that's it and then after that they may be part of the the entire um uh Ahsoka side big Dave Filoni thing and and it was just going to be like uh, them as cameos and not necessarily the main stayers so they, they'll probably make this movie as what uh, Din and Grogu are doing mm. um, first I thought it was going to be what were they doing in, in between the two years of uh, season two and three oh, yeah. but they weren't together, so it doesn't really doesn't really matter. So, mm. yeah, um, if they have a story, okay, give me a. And you're right, I I, I wouldn't mind seeing this on big screen. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Anything bigger than my TV is always good. <laughs> yes, as someone who uses a forty-three inch, forty-two inch, yes, that's the same <laughs> for me. <laughs> Or maybe mine's 40. bigger. Mine's bigger. Yeah, I think mine's 42. Yeah. I think I'm a 70. I was going to say yours is, yeah, yours is pretty big. It's huge. It's huge. Could put it in the car. Had to, had to pay for delivery. Oh. <laughs> I was going to put it on. <laughs> I was going to do the dodgy thing and like put it down oh. on, on its side. No. 
and then they said, don't do that. And I said, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was going to put it in, it's like, I was going to put it in the Fiesta. Oh, which Jesus. is a tiny car. Jesus Christ. You know, with the boot, like, slightly open. <laughs> Just sticking out. No. You know, because I'm, I'm Pov, all right? I come from Pov, I stay from Pov. What have <laughs> I lost? Nothing. Nothing. All right. Let's mm. let's move on. Speaking of losses, um, speaking of Pov. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, this new this next news kind of surprised me, but as I've learnt more and more about the story surrounding it, it kind of the surprise has worn off. Because um, Max oh. this week decided that they were going to cancel uh, our flag means death, um, which does kind of still confuse me because. The internet fan base for this show is incredibly huge. Like it is, mm. it is rampant and massive and passionate. Um, so it's not uh, as a result of people not watching it. That's for sure. Um, so, but what I've learned about the show is that it seems that there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Um, not amongst, like, the people who make the show, but just the the, pr- the people who produce it, like HBO, One Brothers, Max, whatever. The higher-ups. The higher-ups yeah. interfering. Um, apparently they uh, cut their budget drastically. They also made them cut short the amount of episodes that they're allowed to do in the second season. Um, there's supposed to be more episodes as well. So it just seems like it's been an uphill battle for the people who make Our, Flags Me- Our Flag Means Death, and uh, and sadly they've lost... That battle, but there are petitions, of course, already online to bring the show back, to have it find a new home. Um, I would like to see that happen, because I I did... I still haven't watched it. I did have plans, of course, to watch it, but now I'm less inclined, because of what's ended. But, but yeah, I don't know. I've heard, heard like, season two kind of, sort of, wrapped certain things up, I think. I don't know, um, for sure, until I actually watch it. Because I, I would still like to see it, because it, it looked like a great show. and mm. um, Mostly just because the, all the GIFs and pictures I see of Reese Darby in that show just look so wonderful. <laughs> like, he's just he's just the greatest. Um, so I'd be more interested in watching it for him, really. And it would be cool to see Taika play a character like that he's never really played before. So, um, and, and pirates. Who doesn't love pirates? Gay pirates, even better. Gay pirates, I know. My favorite kind of pirates. Um, yeah. So it's a yeah. So it's a shame. It's a shame that the show has has come to an end prematurely. Um, but yeah, Max have been doing that quite a bit the last few months. Uh, Warner Brothers have gone and cancelled and shortened a lot of shows, and it's just disappointing to see the the lack of support for the creators of these these programs that people are watching and enjoying and loving so yeah fuck you david zaslav uh again mm. um yeah um mike yes i know you've seen you've seen this show what how are you i've feeling? seen the first you've seen the first, first season okay how yeah. how are you feeling about the cancellation uh a bit bummed out i ha- i haven't seen the second one because stuff in the road and yes i, I want to watch it like properly Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I've heard is the ending for the second one was definitely open ended. But the first season definitely has like they didn't expect to 
do anything after it, so it definitely has a good uh, comma at the end of it. Right. And and not necessarily a full stop. Um, yeah, it sucks. Um, I've heard some people like equiv- um, th- thought about that because this is very um, um, LGBTQI plus full on that people saying, well, because of the rider strike and, and everything, that all the companies are sort of uh, predicating to think, okay, uh, we need to think about this um, uh, smartly in their quoted comments that we need to like take away the fat and like, get down to basics. And with that is status quo. So fuck status quo. Uh Everything has can't be too challenging. We need to get like a lot of people like looking at this, and we can't really like feel adventurous, especially with gay pirates. So, and a lot of people think uh, are also lumping on um, a league of their own as well, the TV show, mm. and saying, "Wow, hmm, it's kind of kind of weird that you're cancelling some very popular shows that are, that are involving a, a certain a certain." Niche expective perspective. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. yeah. So the gay pirates uh, on the unemployment line with a couple of gay baseball players. Yeah. So. Oh, God, a league of a league of their own was so good. I'm. Ah, oh, makes me so sad. It was so good. It was one of my favorite shows of. 2022 god damn it yeah uh let's let the gays live god damn it anyway no let them no i can't really say that who i am (laughs) i was gonna make jokes it's like yeah and i just realized oh yeah i got the the stupid privilege damn it yeah you're the one with the privilege over over there i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) how many times i have to say (laughs) <laughs> it's no use to say sorry. <laughs> All right, let's. I can't m- help who I am. <laughs> I can't help I'm that I was sorry. born this way. Um, okay, moving on. To I our, was born this way. Moving on to our next bit. Of I like this. Lady Gaga. I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm, I'm hip. I'm one of the monsters. The little monsters. The little monsters. <laughs> I think it's cool that she's Harley Quinn. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. We've got um, another... A uh, show that that involves gay people and yes. will not be cancelled. No. No, but it's funny because, you know, this is a HBO show as well. Um, so... This week we got um, some casting announcements um, revolving ar- around our, um, uh, you know, season two of The Last of Us, um, which is you know HBO's probably most popular uh, show. That and House of House of the Dragon, I suppose. Um, mm. um, but yeah, we had some pivotal characters for the uh, the, the like you know that are going to be adapted from the game part two um for season two uh and starting off we have caitlin dever is going to be playing abby um which is a very 
very divisive character if you have played the game or if you are aware of the story. Um, I am not aware, so be very careful, please. I am not going to spoil anything to do um, with her. Um, but, um, but yeah, I'm not, I can't, I can't think I can say anything. I've exactly. I, yeah. <laughs> Every time stuff like this happens where I, I fall into is like, this is, this is Abby. And it's like, and so, there's oh. a TikTok going around of something. Okay. Okay. We need to protect her. We need to protect her as much as we can. This is <laughs> it's like, oh shit, something, something that I'm not a privy to. Is get, shit's going to get down? Okay. Yeah. Skip. Skip. skip yeah. Please. Don't. 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 Yeah. Don't have it spoiled for you. Um. Yeah. I'm. Look. I'm really happy that Caitlin Dever has been cast as this character because um she's a phenomenal actress. Um. She's so very talented. I've seen a lot of her stuff as well. Like she's she's in Book Smart. She's in Dope Sick. Um. She was in uh oh, What was that bloody? Uh, there's another show she was in I really liked. Anyway, um, unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah. She's she's incredible. She's young and she's she's just very talented and um, she's going to be able to do this character justice. I think. Uh, even though I don't know all about this character yet, I've only seen up until the divisive point. Um, so it wasn't spoiled for me. So uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, she's great. So I can't wait. Um, another casting announcement we got on the back of Caitlin Dever. We now have, uh, young Mazzino, um, is going to be playing Jesse. Um, so he was in the Netflix series Beef, uh, last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I still haven't watched. Uh, I heard it was very good. I've heard, I've seen the first episode and it looks really good. Mm. It's, it's another thing that I need to get back to. That and, uh, uh House of Usher. Oh yeah, you got to finish House of Usher, man. I know. <gasps> I got Critical Role to watch. <laughs> yeah, finish Critical Role and, and then yeah. <laughs> and then and then One Piece. And then <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get anything done. Not gonna get anything done. Um, yeah. So Jesse's a really cool character. I've met him uh, in the game play already that I've seen um, from part two. Um, met him. Well. I haven't met him personally. He doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, he's a. He's well, a, you haven't played the game. I've That's watched. That's what I was referring to. I've watched. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched gameplay. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Is it the same name? Is it the same name? No, it's really not. I'm Are you sh- sure about that? <laughs> I am a sham. Um, yes. But <laughs> no, yeah, but you're what a sham I, wow. A sham wow. <laughs> what I, I what I saw of Jesse, I really liked. Absorbent. So, um, so yeah, look, looking forward to seeing him in a live action sense. And then uh, the third and final uh, casting announcement um, is uh, Isabella Merced is going to be playing Dina. Um, And Dina is actually um, the, I think she becomes the, I believe the girlfriend of of, um, Ellie in part two. I'm pretty sure. Um, So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the two of them. I think we see a glimpse of her in one. Yeah, she's in one. Yeah. Very briefly. Um, but, um, but yeah. When Abby goes, what are you looking at? <laughs> yes, yeah, that was a nod to, a nod to, um, yeah, 
to Dina. So, um, yeah. No, I, I, I think this is, yeah, great. I, Isabella Merced, said she was, um, she was Dora the Explorer. Um, and, uh, what did I see her in? She was in, what was that? Uh, Instant Family with, um, uh, the names of the actors are, have escaped me completely. Um, what was Instant Family? It was, it wasn't Jennifer Garner, was it? No, it was Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. That's where they adopt, um, a bunch of kids and yeah Isabella Merced is the the eldest teenage daughter um, yeah. in that she was pretty good so yeah um no some pretty cool key casting announcements they're going to be starting production on it soon though it's probably not going to air until 2025 unfortunately so uh but that's all right it'll be very much worth waiting for um yeah Mike, uh, yeah, do you have any comments, any thoughts on, on these casting announcements? Um, trying not to get spoiled is pretty hard. And <laughs> um, again, I'm still in two minds if I want to watch the TV show and then play the game or play the game and then watch the TV show. I don't know yet. Uh, I went into the first one um, pre-knowing and I don't know if it was better for that or not. I don't know. Hmm. I still don't know. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I know, don't know much about Last of Us Part 2, but I think they're probably doing this in two seasons, so it's going to be season two and three, maybe. Yeah, that's know. yeah. it's going to be spread out over yeah the two seasons, yeah. so... Which yeah. kind of makes sense because I think there's a significant um, uh, year gap uh, between between um, between them. Yeah, there is a little bit of a time jump. Yeah. 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 So I don't. I don't. I don't know. And the stuff that I don't know about Abby is is, is good. Yes. I got Godspeed on that one. I hope you can avoid yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Something to do with a boat. I don't. <laughs> Okay, that I don't know. Oh, okay. So, so I was wrong. Say, I'm still, I'm still safe. You're still Speaking safe. Of last of us, I've got a little giraffe. Oh, There's a reference. There's a reference. <laughs> <laughs> and well done for Nick Offerman for 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 winning. Ah, oh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bugger. I was looking at the call sheet and it's like, damn, okay. Speaking of anyway, spoilers. Sp- speaking of retirements. <laughs> so, speaking Maybe. of retirements, not really, but it, uh, but we'll take the segue. Because um, I'm going to I'm gonna hand, you, hand it over to you for this one because I have no idea who this person is. Um, so, um, yeah. So, basically, during the week, um, the, the, the content creator world seemed to have gone into some shock, some, the YouTube world. Um, because uh, Matt Pat has announced that he's retiring from YouTube. Um, so yeah, it's uh, he's from the Game Theorists channel, I believe. Yes, yes that's what it's that's what it is. Um, apparently, it has accrued over eighteen million subscribers in its thirteen years, um, and has had a huge impact on on gaming culture. Um, so I can understand why people would be very, um, shocked and surprised to see this, this happening. But, um, but yeah, apparently he's going to keep hosting until the 9th of March. 
um, and then he's stepping away. So, um, yeah. Mike, can you give us a bit of background on who Matt Pat is, who, what the game theorists are, and and uh, yeah, and and how why this is a huge thing for YouTube. It's sort of a huge thing because Matt Pat was like one of the OG like big content creators. Like we're we're talking way back in two thousand and seven and all that. Yeah, right. Where, where, um, and. Not necessarily like uh, what we know YouTube to be. It was more, it was more um, like th- theory based like stuff. Like not necessarily um, uh, people that know know stuff. It's mo- it was yeah. It was mostly game theory at the start, and then it was film theory, and then and then. Oh, this is in- film theory. Okay, I've heard of film. Yeah, he has multiple theory. channels. Right. Um, so he he also does film film theory, food theory, and there's another one, uh, book theory maybe. I I can't remember. Uh, but mm, I I could look it up, but I don't want to. Um, yeah. So he he uh, released like these four throughout the um, uh, years that he was uh, um, doing gangbusters, and yeah, a lot of highs or lows. But he was oh, he was always there. He was. He was like he was like with up there with like the um uh like like the PewDiePie and all, all that like a lot, right. lot of, bit of a niche sort of market but um yeah it's it was a bit of a shock because everyone's realizing there's like oh and there has been uh, some YouTubers that have sort of called it quits after ten years and um. Like all the mainstayers, uh, like multiple generations have have come and gone, and he and I watched his um, last video, and he says some some of the people who are working with like game theory and film theory um, ha- were brought up with his with his shows because all of them were like little kids, and then now they're. Now they're big kids. It's a generational thing. So it's not necessarily he's retiring the entire thing. No. Like, it's not, there's not going to be any more film theory or, or, or game theory or anything. But his hosting jobs, he wants to step back and be, and be like a, a producer on the side because he has a young family and he want, mm. wants to be there for kids, be there for his kids, and it's understandable. Uh, and I'm the opposite. I want to get away from my kids and actually start up a YouTube <laughs> Ha, 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 where uh-huh. we are. Um, <laughs> nah, I love my kids. Um, yeah, and, yeah, it was a bit of a, sh- bit of a shock, and uh, just, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of hard to explain because mm. it's a... They say retirement from a, from a job where YouTuber isn't really a job to many people. Like, yeah, and it's it's just a shame. It's just a little little thing. They're saying, oh, that that's not going to be around anymore. Like, it's not going to be as it was. And it was like this thing that we were watching when, like. Especially when I was coming out of high school, like watching watching his like game theory of, uh, 
uh, Rosalina's true parents, uh, Peach, and he alluded to Luigi. So there, there's a lot, lot of stuff like that. And like Ness's Sands is probably one of the biggest ones that are more, more contentious than most. Like a lot of, pe- a lot of people don't like that one. Because it doesn't make sense, it, and also he's um, he he was huge with the sort of the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's stuff, okay. like like jumping into the lore of that because it was involving games and novels and everything like that, and he was a cameo in the movie. Oh, with really? His, with, with yeah, with a um, with a line of. Because he's, because his catchphrase is uh, that's just a theory, a game theory, and everyone knows that. Uh, and he he had that, yeah, yeah. It will be a shame. Like I sort of fell off a couple of years ago, as of watching his stuff as like, and it just comes and goes. And then I saw this on my recommended, and I, and I watched it, and it's like, oh, well done. I feel old. I'm an old millennial YouTuber now. Yeah. We are elder millennials, huh? Time to grow up. Really? <laughs> uh, is it time to grow up? Maybe. No. Maybe no. maybe it is time to retire and give the young people like a chance. And this is what he's doing. Of having a platform and actually letting other people have that chance. So, good on him. Mm. And no doubt we're, we're going to see his face again. It's just not as it was. I don't like change. No one does. But no, it's inedible and yes. it's healthy. It is. It is. It is good. Speaking of which. Speaking of which. Um... <laughs> speaking of things that aren't really a job. <laughs> acting. <laughs> Acting. No, acting is definitely... Film... Um, film making. It's not a real job. You know, a real job? Lay some pipe. <laughs> Be a bricklayer. You need calluses on those hands, those heavily moisturised hands. <laughs> so, to wrap up... <laughs> wrap up the news... <laughs> For this week, uh, we had a couple of award shows take place uh, earlier in the week. Uh, we had the Creative Arts Emmys, and as well as the Golden Globes. Um, mm. So, award season is in full swing uh, now. Obviously, Creative Arts Emmys um, should have happened a while ago. That and the like, the Emmys are happening this week. So, um, yeah, they were delayed because of the strikes. So um, mm. this is why we're having them now. The Creative Arts Emmys is, um, you know, it's basically an extension of the Emmys themselves. It's just a ceremony that's separate for, um, you know, all of the, the, the writing and the casting directors and the stunt performers and the costume designers and the set design, like all of the little creative people that work on this yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, they, you know, it's their time to shine. Um, but... They also put some of the acting and other, like, best, other, like, you know, t- best TV movies and best whatevers at this, at this one. Some of the smaller 
bigger awards um, to cap it off. And as Mike said earlier, um, Nick Offerman won <sighs> for playing Bill in The Last of Us. I'm so happy. I'm so happy about it. Um, yeah, it, it's very great to see that acknowledgement. Uh, it could not have gone to a better actor. Like, if it had gone to um, bloody... Um, Frank, what's his name? Murray Bartlett instead, then I would have been equally as pleased. But but no, Nick Offerman, that was like an incredible performance from him. So it was really nice to see it acknowledged. Um, and then also Storm Reed won for playing uh, Riley in The Last of Us um, mm. as well. And I saw her speech and she was just overcome with emotion, the poor thing. And it was just so lovely to see, you know, the way she talked and, and what she said and like it was very much your standard kind of speech but it was just it was just so nice I'm like oh she's just a girl from you know a small town who made it big for herself and it's just really really lovely so um stop making me sing <laughs> just a small town <laughs> I live to make people sing uh and then the other <laughs> really cool thing uh that happened was that uh weird the Al Yankovic story won best tv movie um just wonderful 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 news much deserved good to see that getting some recognition as well um love it love it love it um, on his way to get an got. I know, yeah. I saw, <laughs> I saw his post. He's like, "That's two letters out of the th- out of the four. He's halfway there." Um, so he just needs that uh, best original song Oscar behind him, and I'm he that he could adapt Weird into a into a Broadway musical and get a Tony. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he hasn't. He should totally. That'd be great. He was he was stolen. He he was stolen for the best original. <laughs> you, you know, you know, Spy Hard. Oh, okay, right. Yes, yes, yes. I know the movie. He could have. He could have. <laughs> and also, he did the um, main song for uh, Captain Underpants. Oh, cool. I didn't know yeah, that. So, well, it's a kids show. So, yes, kids movie. Kids movie. Yes. I don't. I don't blame you not watching that. No, no, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, did you have any thoughts about the Creative Arts Emmys before we move on to the Globes, Mike? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they are more deserving and need to be more televised for that. Uh, yes. Yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. Because they what make film happen. <laughs> yes, it's not just about the actors and, you know. And the writers and the, the glitz and the glamour. It's about it's about the whole crew. It's about everybody. Mm. So yeah, it's it's just really nice that they get their own ceremony and it's not just a here's an Instagram post saying who won, sort of a thing. Um, wow, so that's good. Filmed in a closet. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty impressive closet. Um, yes, it's like a TARDIS of closets. Um, Better than my closet. <laughs> And switching now to the Golden Globes, um, the first big uh, award ceremony on the way to the Oscars. Um, yeah, so let's see. Oppenheimer, uh, of course, was the um, outstanding performer of the night. There was a plethora uh, of wins, including Best Motion Picture Drama, 
uh, Best Director, Best Performance by a Male Actor, going to uh, Killian Murphy, of course, and uh, Best Original Score, and the best one of them all, Robert Downey Jr. won for uh, his uh, you know, supporting role in, in Oppenheimer. I'm very, very happy about it. Uh, he is now the front runner to get the Oscar, so even though those nominations aren't out for a couple of weeks, uh, I don't care. It's going to happen. So I'm really happy, <laughs> really happy to see RDJ get his flowers uh, finally um, after all this time. Um, Succession did very well. Um, it was probably the best of the, the TV side of the Globes. Uh, it won Best Television Series Drama. Uh, best performance by a female actor, Sarah Snook, Aussies represent. We love to see it. Uh, best performance by a male actor in a supporting role to Matthew McFadden. Uh, and in a wonderful turn, I was devastated but simultaneously happy for Kieran Culkin uh, for winning mm-hmm. best performance by a male actor in the drama series. He did beat Pedro Pascal. Suck um, it. Suck it, Pedro. And it, that was great. I... <laughs> That was one of my favourite moments of the whole thing, was literally just that moment of, yeah, of Pedro, just the camera cutting to him and him just laughing, and then he just starts crying. Oh, He did the meme, he did the meme. He did the meme! Yeah, fucking (laughs) amazing, amazing. Yeah, that made it worth it for me. And yeah, just really cool, because I literally watched Home Alone 2, like, a week and a half ago. (laughs) So seeing Kieran Culkin... As a as a young a young lad, love, yeah, we love Fuller, yeah, <laughs> so funny. And I literally Ew. saw I saw a meme on I don't know some social media. It was just a picture of that of like Fuller from Home Alone, and it's like this this kid is now a Golden Globe winner. Um, so <laughs> I thought I thought that was I thought that was really great, and he gave a great speech to Kieran. So I'm very happy for him. Um, the Bear won big as well. Um, Beef, as we mentioned earlier, um, Beef also did really well. Poor Things um, did good too. Uh, Emma Stone won for Best Female Actress in a Comedy or Musical, um, which is really nice. Barbie only won two awards, um, which is a a little surprising considering how many nominations it had, but it won for um, Best Original Song, uh, What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish. Um, and it won the first ever uh, box office and cinematic achievement Golden Globe. <laughs> so what the fuck? Yeah, uh, that was yeah that so, was that was an interesting quite literally one. a popularity contest. Literally, it's like the here you go, you're popular. Congratulations, well done. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah you was, got the most monies. You made the yeah. It was the highest grossing film of last year, so I don't know if that's why it won. I think it's probably just because it was such a cultural phenomenon. To be honest, um, the whole Barbenheimer culturally thing. significant. So culturally significant, yes. Um, yeah, it was like it was that. It was uh, Oppenheimer, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Super Mario, um, and I forget the other one. That was nominated. Um, yeah, mm. but anyway, uh, not important. Um, oh, and you know, you it didn't win. <laughs> you didn't win. Uh, and you did mention earlier you want to go see the holdovers. Well, Paul Giamatti won for best comedic uh, performance, best ac- uh, actor by a best. Yes, 
Best performance by a male actor in a comedy or musical. Yes, I can read. Best, 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 He's best. He's best, best, best. Um, yeah, and that movie looks excellent too. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing it. Um, yeah, I feel like there was something else about the Globes that I, I wanted to mention. Oh, it's definitely worth mentioning that um, Lily Gladstone won for her role in Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, mm, because yes. it, it was a it was a historic win because she was the first Native American actress to win in that category. Um, so um, that's massive. And I really loved her speech the most. It made me cry because it was just like, oh, my God. Um, you know, she said half of it in her in her native language as well. And, uh, you know, and her mum was her date. And, you know, you got to see her mum looking up at her on stage. And, yeah, it was just beautiful. So I uh, re- really, really happy for her. Um, so it's going to probably come down to her and Emma Stone for the Oscar, I would say. Mm. Uh, we shall see. Yeah, I feel like, again, I feel like there was something else I'm forgetting. Uh, if I remember it later, I do. If I don't, then it wasn't important. Mike, Mike, your thoughts mm. on the Golden Globes? Anything to add? Uh, I've said my piece on award shows and especially the, the award of the most box office <laughs> significant whatevs. Um, yeah, it's all a bit whatevs, whatevs. Um, but yeah, um, um, congrats for for the people who've won. Um, shame that uh, that uh, yeah, it was sort of almost marred by by the by the host. But we'll just leave that where it is. He's definitely got his um. God, he's just rewards on the internet. I mean, seriously, though. Uh, comments about Barbie. Thanks for proving the point of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually haven't watched his monologue because it just sounds terrible, and I don't. Yeah, I, and I and I don't think I can sit through it. Um, don't. Yeah. You don't need that. Yeah. Good. But but we're. But what I really enjoy is sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was just gonna say I the one thing I forgot to check out was Will Ferrell and and um, Kristen Wiig because it sounds like they were fantastic when they came out and did their thing. Um, maybe they should. Host, oh yeah, that was a highlight. <laughs> maybe they should host next year. God. Anyway. They, well, they probably passed, and maybe. Okay, who 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 can we get? Who can can we get? Oh, this guy. Okay. Hmm. Um. Yeah, what was I going to say? Sorry. That's right. Mm. One yeah, thing that I, you... I, I, I like the discourse on, on social media that a lot of people uh, are appalled, of course, but there are there are a lot of people who are writing better jokes <laughs> and, like, really funny jokes. Oh, yeah? It's like, yeah, so... Okay. Really good. Really good. 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 Well, his career's over then, I guess. Um. <laughs> no, he's going to have a Netflix special and tape over his mouth saying, <laughs> saying cancelled. Oh dear. No, just he'll... jokes, bro. And then he'll and then he'll come out and be like, "I didn't write half of these," or whatever he said. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I had ten days to prepare. Good on you. You had writers. You could have not been offensive to everybody. 
Um, <laughs> I oh, yeah. make it work. Yeah, you can be offensive, but you need to make it work. Like Ricky Gervais. Back when he was good, quote unquote. <laughs> I've never really liked Ricky Gervais. Oh, you're not a anyway. fan. Fair enough. All right. Well, we should move on because we are uh, digressing. Digressing, yes. but that's okay. Um, that's the nerdy news. Donzo, yes. Donzo, Donzo, Donzo. Um, more awards show talk next week. Hey, hey, hey. Um, but for now, we're going to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Okay. Boo boo. Boo boo. Trailer park time. And um, yeah, we've got some decent trailers this week, I must say. Um, starting with a first look, a teaser for the upcoming Amy Winehouse biopic, uh, Back to Black. Um, hmm. Yes. Now, um, I don't like that biopics are kind of the trend now and I'm guilty I'm so guilty of like aiding that trend because I love this shit but at the same time (laughs) I don't know I mean this looks good it doesn't look bad and she looks the part the actress that's cast as her like she's looks like she's giving a very good performance she you know kind of in certain shots certain angles she looks like Amy a little bit um and they've definitely captured the vibe of the the, the very short life that she had, the success she had, and the downfall of. Um, but um, but yeah, I just I don't know. There's something about this movie existing. It's like this and the Bob Marley one. Just I don't know. Give me the irrits for some reason. I don't know. Which is annoying too, because like they just announced this week too that the the Michael Jackson biopic now has a release date uh, of next year. It's coming out in April, I believe, next year. And I don't. I've said it before. I don't want that movie. It's gonna. It's happening, but I don't want it. I'm scared about it. But anyway, we'll talk about that next year. Um, but as for this one, yeah. I don't know. I'll 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 probably watch it, but I don't know. I don't know. I might wait for the reviews. I think like it's it's a good mm. te- it's a good teaser. I'm sure it's gonna be a good movie. Um, but yeah, I just don't know how I feel about it on the whole. What did you yeah. what, what did you think, Mike? I think people are looking at it as like a morbid curiosity because we sort of know the ending mm. and how it turns out. And I guess people will be going in as like, okay, what was her life before that? Like a dramatization of what, what did happen. And and she was a phenomenal artist. Mm. And... And yeah, and just watching this is like, oh yeah, um, she she was, uh, she was of her time, and then, and then it's I don't know, it's just an when you know the the the, the worst ending mm. for a person to actually go through. Um, I don't know, it's. It's just an oncoming train wreck, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if it's something that needs to be dramatized. Mm. 
but you know, drama always sells. Yeah. People people enjoy that shit. <laughs> but I, I don't think I'm one of them. I just like her music. Yeah, amazing music. I did like uh, past tense. I liked uh, I liked her music. <laughs> no, I still do. I still do. And I don't know. It just got me an icky th- feeling. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I and with the biopics, I don't mind them every now and again. I mean, I sat down to watch the Whitney Houston one. It's like, uh, eh. coming from me, who really enjoys weird. <laughs> Because they did something cool. <laughs> <laughs> they did. And very fitting. Mm. And it was on TV not too long ago and we sat down to watch it. Oh, great. It was like, ah, oh. that's my wheelhouse. I need to get this in. I need to get this on Blu-ray. Mm, yeah, you should. Yeah. Where can I get it on Blu-ray? Oh. Internet. Cool. Uh, <laughs> wow. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. As I said, I'm going to get physical media. I just need the monies. The money. I just need monies. Speaking of money, when is this coming out? Well, it's coming out pretty soon. Um, 18th of April. Nice. We will get to see this on the big screen. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, all right. Second trailer um, is for an upcoming... Horror comedy, I suppose. Um, and this is called um, Abigail. Yes. Um, yeah. I When I saw like images and stuff before I watched this trailer, I was like, oh, this is going to be another one of those like M- Megan like shitty... Not that Megan was shitty. I still haven't seen it. But, you know, like there's just these like kind of like... Uh, what cheesy whatever not so good flash horror. in the pan flash in the pan not so good uh horror movies but then yeah but then like i saw this and it was just okay i'm i'm you have my attention on this one um especially when i saw that it was directed by um the makers of ready or not and happy death day and um the recent scream uh movie um ah. so that made me go, Ooh, alright. You ha- you definitely have my attention now. Uh and the cast is fantastic too. Like you got freaking Giancarlo Esposito for one. Um, Dan Stevens, Catherine Newton, Melissa Barrera, um, the late Angus Cloud in one of his final roles. Um A rest in peace. Mm, um, so it's gonna be sad watching him in this. But um but no, it's but this movie does look interesting and fun it's like it's a it's a different take on vampires and i'm you know i am here for for different takes on vampires um yeah Uh, and i kind of like the you know the subversion of it's you know they've kidnapped this this young girl um expecting one thing and then it's something completely different it kind of almost made me think of like house on haunted hill like you have to spend one night in this house yeah, and survive to to get what you want or whatever. Um, yeah, so it kind of ha- had that vibe. 
Yeah, I'm going to have a look. It, it definitely feels like it's like a remake of like a 19... Like early 1950 sort of sort of film. But I don't think it is. No, I think it's... I think it's yeah, I think it's original, yeah. Mm. But it definitely has that sort of feel like, like of... Um, situational horror mm. but it it's uh it's this scary little little child which i'm all down for based on a oh okay based on a hot? i was right i was right oh I was right you're right I'm fucking right based <laughs> on and and a reimagining of a 1936 uh universal classic monster film dracula's daughter there we go. That's not mentioned on IMDb. That's interesting. This is on the Wikipedia. Oh, unless it's in the trivia. Yeah, possibly. Could be, could be in the trivia. It's got nothing to do with the, the writing of the script. They haven't mentioned any of and the writing. That is, that is based on uh, Dracula's Guest, a 1914 story by Bran Stoker. So from the original man himself. Yeah, it's a, yeah, one thing in, in here, it says it's a loose remake of Dracula's Daughter, according to IMDb. Yeah, so, so not necessarily. Not necessarily, yeah. Okay. Short story for... Yeah, so... Interesting. Okay. That, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah again, I think one of our main criticisms of trailers is they show too much, and this trailer showed too much. Um, yeah. Way too much, so I'm a bit annoyed about that. But I still yep. think I still think I'll watch this one. I, I reckon it looks like a good time. So, mm. yeah. Vampires aside, I think I'll watch this. So, yeah. What did What did you make of it, Mike? Um. Yeah. It looks really good. Um. Definitely like the premise. Like it does harken back to to um like the Universal monsters, and quite rightly so. <laughs> um. Not a big fan of the humour, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I'm sort of going off self-referential humour, especially when it's like this is like this movie, this is like this movie. Ah ha ha! Twilight sucks. Everyone knows that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> boom boom tish. But I'm tish. But it's like okay, we're gonna have to kill a fucking vampire. Thanks. Hopefully it will be better than that. But who knows? Who knows? But sort of intrigued. Mm. Sort of intrigued. I need another trailer just to hit that nail on the head. But when is it coming out? Well, I couldn't see an Australian release date just yet, but uh, I imagine it'll be out around this time because it's coming out in the States on the 19th of April. Mm. So there's your there's your counter programming. It's Amy Winehouse or Child Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I know which uh, one, I know which one I would choose. Yeah, Dracula's daughter's go getting kidnapped, and she said no, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, what's about to happen to you? Well, yeah, well played. Yeah, some of the dialogue was a bit on the nose, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when she's like, I like to play with my food. Ugh. And Lady Benjamin. Shut up. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> Go to. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, we got one more trailer to discuss, and uh, this one is for an upcoming, very highly anticipated Netflix uh, series, and that is The Three-Body Problem. Um, this is the show that's been in the works for the last couple of years by um, the creators of Game of Thrones. Uh, the good one or the bad one? No, the oh. bad one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, yes. Da- David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, this is their show. Uh, their first thing they've done since Game of Thrones, I believe. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's finally about to drop. So um, this was a really, really good trailer. I really like this trailer because it showed a lot, but it didn't tell you exactly what the fuck was going on. Um, like... You know, all these scientists are being killed and, and you know, sh- shit seems to be almost world-ending going on. Uh, desperation there and um, some really cool shots and stunning visuals. And then you get the towards the end of this trailer and then they put these goggles on and then suddenly they're in a another dimension or another world or something's going on. So it's just, yeah, so I'm... I'm so fascinated by this. I, I think we've done a trailer for this before. I think they put out a trailer a few months ago. Um, yeah, I remember it vaguely. Yeah. And but, I wasn't quite impressed. No, and same. I, that trailer didn't really grab me the way this this trailer did. Um, okay. Well, for me, anyway, this trailer worked worked better <laughs> for worked better for me. <laughs> for uh, me. For, for me. me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks great. The cast is fantastic. Like you've got. Benedict Wong and um, you know some Game of Thrones alumni like Liam Cunningham uh, and um, what's his very face? British. It's very British. Very British. Yeah, it's very British uh, Netflix production. Um, it yeah, I'm really keen. I'm really curious. It's based on a, a book series as well, so we love to see yeah. that. Um, a Chinese novel. Yeah. 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 Um, hopefully, it's completed. Um, <laughs> I think it is. I think it is, yes. So they don't have to ad lib. No. No improv <laughs> No improvising here. No improvising here. We're British. <laughs> we're British. <laughs> no sex please, we're British. Yes. Um but yeah, no, I yeah. I hope it's good. I like I you know, it as much as I loathe these two for how they kind of end like ended and destroyed uh <laughs> Westeros a bit. Mm. Um, you know, I, I I would like to see them get a redemption, have a redemption arc, and this show looks like it might be able to do it, so fingers crossed. My fingers are we crossed. We never forgive. We never forgive. We never forget. Never forgive. You know, I, re- I read too, they said they haven't even watched House of the Dragon, because like, they're, they're, they're just done with everything Game of Thrones related. I'm like, well, that's, yeah. fair. that's fair enough, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> I mean... David Lynch hasn't watched the new Dune, and I thought, yeah, he doesn't have to. <laughs> no, true. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm keen for this one. Um, I gu- I'm guessing, Mike, you are not so keen. <sighs> I don't know. I might watch the first episode and see how it go. It's no. like Halo, but unfortunately, Halo's getting a second series, so <laughs> fuck me, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. I suppose, like you, maybe there are up-and-coming fans of this. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll just give it a go. It's something that I'm not looking... Uh, I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to it. it. 
it it's definitely like throwing a lot of stuff at me with a, uh and I do love like myth science fiction and in all its forms. So as I said, I'll probably watch the first first episode and see how I go. Uh and if that doesn't clinch me, I thought Alright. I don't have to watch the rest of it. <laughs> like I do for other things as well. And just leave it on the back burner for about two years and then oh yeah, I need to finish that. Like um like Deep Space. Yeah. Which unfortunately doesn't have a conclusion. Not yet. It's gonna be a conclusion in a graphic novel. <coughs> anyway, uh but this is gonna be on Netflix. Yes. On the twenty first. Yes, twenty first of April. <laughs> of I've got March here. Anyway. Oh, is it March? Did I write the wrong I was date? just looking at the IMDb. Yeah, I, I went off the IMDb. I must have um, copied. I must have just gone, oh, everything else is in April. This is just April. Yeah, this is March. March. I fucked up again. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on the wiki. Yeah, I'm, wiki. I, yeah it's March. I fucked up. It's March. Wiki never lies. Wiki never lies. Yes. It's, yes. Coming out soon. Yes. March. 21st of March on Netflix. It will drop. Oh, wait. Uh, Oh, yeah, it's Netflix. Everything gets dropped in the same time. The whole first season will drop, yes. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Speaking Jesus of which. Christ. Speaking of which, yes, that's Trailer Park. <laughs> Not intentional. Not intentional segue. I love it. Oh, good stuff. Um, yes, yeah, speaking of, uh, that's Trailer Park done, which brings us now to the moment, the segment, section, the, section, the part, the place, stuff. the thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's... I, need, I need more liquid. I need more. Yes, me too. Because we got lots to talk Lubrication. about. Lubrication. The in... larynx. Mm. Popcorn culture. Popcorn culture. Yes. Popcorn culture time. It's popcorn culture time. And we are here to discuss, because it dropped in its entirety this week, um, Echo. Echo, Echo, Echo. <laughs> echo, yes. Um, echo, 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 Echo. Echo. The mini, echo, echo, echo. mini series, I would call, I guess you would call it, um, uh, starring Alacra Cox returning as Maya Lopez from um, the Hawkeye series. Two years ago. That, that came mm. out now. Two bloody years ago. Terrible. Uh, time is passing. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So all five episodes of this dropped and we're going to get into it. Um, overall thoughts? Right. Um... I've been hmm. I've been battling with myself for what I was going to say about this show. I don't cuz I don't know. I don't I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad it exists. I think it's an important show to exist. But I don't think it needed to. Like to I, happen? I don't think yeah, I don't think the show needs to exist. Um okay. and I felt that way when it was announced because I was I was like okay of all the characters in Hawkeye to get a continuation we it's Echo getting a continuation um, I thought that was strange I like I did like her character in Hawkeye I thought she was a great antagonist um, you know and her connection to Kingpin was really interesting 
and I'm and I like that was probably my favorite part of this show was the way that was explored, I suppose. Mm. Um, you know, her connection to him and her, you know, sort of grappling with the fallout of what happened and, and, and all of that and finding out, you know, just how bad he really is um, and what he did to her father and, and all of that. Um but, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit strange, especially because this in all the tra- a lot of the trailers for this show, they really kind of amped up Daredevil's presence. Um, and I knew he wasn't going to be in it barely at all. So the fact that he's only in the first episode didn't surprise me. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like the marketing for this show was a bit off um, because it showed us... It showed us a lot of the action set pieces and stuff and but it didn't really it didn't really give me the she's going to her hometown vibe like she's going to her hometown she's going to re- inadvertently reconnect with her family while she's she thinks of a way to you know become the new queen of you know new york's crime i suppose um because you know she's she thinks kingpin's dead um but um yeah i i, I and then just this whole story like i i think i thought the the natives the native story was beautiful and i really liked the way it was mm. done and how you know they talked about this passing of you know the the first choctaw down through generation after generation and this power that gets passed along with that i thought that was really really cool it just i don't think the two things married up very well in terms of like the the darker crime bloody violent side and this really interesting mystical mythical native american story um i just i don't know they're two they're two very different shows to me and i don't i think they probably could have done a little better because i don't think it stuck the landing for me this show i think it Hmm. i think it missed the mark a little bit um yeah but i still enjoyed it and there were some great characters and it was really nice to see some very good and positive representation for not only Native Americans but for you know the deaf community as well and the disabled community you know that you know just so it's just like it was just ticking all these boxes in terms of representation and diversity which is lovely but to me it feels like the only reason the shows exist exists is so it could do that um, and I don't mm. know if that's me playing devil's advocate or being a bit cynical but that's kind of how it feels to me um, but I don't know that's my that's my initial thoughts, but we'll talk about the rest of it as we move along. Mike, um, how how did you feel about Echo? Did it did it work for you? Um, I think it did. I think it did. Um, because I wasn't expecting like much. Like I was probably in the same boat of thinking, thinking, oh yeah, it's it's about this character that's in a series. So okay. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it probably needed to be more fleshed out. Yeah. Like, different things. Like, dare I say, it probably needed another two episodes just to wheedle that sort of stuff. Because, like, some things sort of didn't really flow well. Like, especially especially when um, uh, uh, she's... Uh, getting these sort of visions and everything sort of ramping up by the end. It's like, oh, I could have, could have had a bit more, like, 
looking in, looking in and trying to figure out what's what's happening and then we need to go to the we need to go here just to set set that in stone and then by the by the ending of the episode um of the last one it just ramped up to a to a pace it's like okay we got to get this got to get this done got to get this done i think it needed a bit more it, a bit like the first episode where it was more uh, subtle and nuanced and was sort of reintroducing this character as well as where we are in the world of the MCU um and i do like the fact that it, with with this new thing of the Marvel spotlight, it doesn't necessarily need to be all the way connected to the broader MCU. Like, I don't particularly care if she got blipped or not and that sort of time period. And it's yeah. like, well, it's in the world. We understand that, but we don't. it's not essential for the actual plot of the story that they're trying to trying to trying to portray and i like the fact that it's it's putting it's putting the direction of our of the audience to another area that's sort of still in in this uh universe Mm. and i kind of like that it's kind of like with um it's kind of like with she hulk where uh it's where it's completely different from the from the rest and i kind of like that like mm. like wolf by night uh, werewolf by night is completely different uh like aesthetically from yeah. like civil war for instance mm-hmm. and i kind of like that they're actually fleshing out that sort of thing and not necessarily doing like the same old same old because uh, we get plenty of that with the movies <laughs> um and the and it's probably going to be good that this is the only tv show from marvel this year because people can like look back on it as like, oh yeah that's still a thing we'll probably go back to it uh, it's definitely a lot of space uh for different things to come out yeah and yeah and and rewatch uh, uh, with the rewatch value uh, it's probably probably good because they're sort of setting up like uh the daredevil series with mm. this as well mm-hmm. and Definitely. not necessarily like and not necessarily it's like oh it's essential viewing it's like no if you want like extra bits you can probably watch yeah. this and it definitely is setting up that um uh kingpin where kingpin is going to be in the new daredex the uh, daredevil series and mm-hmm. and with the representation i'm not one to judge <laughs> but it definitely, it's it's sort of evoked something in me. It's like, it's like, it, I don't know. It wouldn't be bad for me to learn Auslan, which is the Australian sign language, uh, because uh, I do have a nephew who who isn't verbally um, uh, there, so. And uh, and most of my family is like learning bits and pieces just to just to communicate with him. Like he can s- still do utterances, but still there's a little thing as well. Like mm. so, I don't know. Maybe that was the thing. Uh, representation box ticking, sure. Um, but it didn't it didn't feel forced. It, I think it was just naturally there because why don't we do this story? 
because this is what Echo, Echo, Echo is. And yeah. And yeah, just get, getting the actual um, uh, people of that tribe to be part of the production as well. Well, it's yeah. also good because it's very cool. It is. It, it's it's the um, oh the 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 Blood Moon uh, Martin Corsese movie coming Killers uh, of the Flower out. Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like there, there's a lot of discourses like, oh, should, you shouldn't be doing this. It should, should be with for. It should be done by the people for the people. And it's like, yeah, but it's Martin Corsese. You you have already an audience there that would actually go see it. So unfortunately, mm. it is what it is that you need that that you need like these like the big name star to to spearhead the sort of thing. So people would sit down and watch it. And I think. Yeah, unfortunately, it's it does suck that it is sort of tainted for for that sort of thing. But hey, we we sat down to watch it, and mm. would we watch it either way? Probably not. <laughs> I know I'm sort of sick of Marvel stuff, and I do do make the jokes. It's like, oh god, another one. But I do appreciate that I actually watched it, and in a way, I do appreciate that. It came out all at once, but and I wish there was two more episodes. Yeah, just for just for the flow, and yeah, I, I sat down to watch like an episode a day, and it sort of fit around my schedule in in That's a weird good. way. Yeah, so overall, I appreciate it, and I don't know, I'll probably watch watch it again. It was it was really good, and the characters are great. Yeah. Cool. No, I. That, that was my overall short thoughts. Yeah. No, I, I. That was really great. I. I'm glad. It, like, it seems you liked it a little bit more than I did, which is, which is good. Yeah. Um, and I kind of agree with your point about the um, the episode should have been there should have been more of them. Um, the story could have been could have definitely been fleshed out a lot. I even said to a friend of mine, as I was watching, because he stopped watching after episode one. Um. So <laughs> they did a great job I, of roping him. Um, but the, that last scene, I was always like, I can tell it's fake. It's really fake. I don't like it. <laughs> which, Where they're sort of climbing up on that tower. Oh, I know. I nearly messaged him too because I was like live messaging him as I was watching it. And I nearly, and I'm like, I'm sick of having a go at visual effects artists because they clearly, it's clearly not their fault. I know. Um, but yeah, it didn't look great. It, it was like, oh, hello, green screen. <laughs> hello, last scene that had to be done because it was, it was a reshot. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Um, but no, I that first episode, I for me, I think they should what they should have done. And I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but I just because it just felt so jarring going from the first half of this episode is uh, flashbacks. You know, we get this beautiful scene from you know her childhood where we see what actually happened to her mum we see how she lost her leg you know and it's a really great setup and a great foundation i think for the story going forward and like that's where everything started like where her trauma starts where this division in her family starts and that's a lot of what's focused on in the show um so that was cool but then you know and then we go into like more flashbacks and then like we go into that they just put actual scenes from Hawkeye in the show um which I was like okay that's interesting that they're doing that and like we get to see Jeremy for five seconds I'm like yay um 
And then, you know, we get more scenes with Kingpin and then we get that, you know, her kind of initiation fight scene, I suppose, and Daredevil rocks up and we get to see Charlie for a little bit and I, I appreciate that. But so, And then, you know, after she kills kills um kingpin you know she just leaves and goes to her hometown like it's once that happens it just feels like a different show so i really would have liked i really would have liked them fleshing out the the bat the first half of that making that a whole episode i think would have probably served things better in terms of the flow and in terms of the continuity like if they made it its standalone episode just catching you up to why echo is the way she is and how she feels the way she feels and why she's going to try and you know take down kingpin's empire and replace him at the you know uh, on the throne essentially i guess but um yeah i don't know i just feel like it could have been paced out a bit better in that sense i don't know hmm. what what do you, do you think that would have worked if they'd done it that way um poss- possibly um and that's the unfortunate thing when everything is put on in the same day everything blends into each other yeah um i don't know i kind of kind of appreciate this sort of uh rehashing because it's essentially her story and it it's it's not necessarily a um as a previously on it was it was more yeah, it was more. Fle- it was pretty much more fleshed out. It's like different, different like shots. It felt felt like it's it was from from the Hawkeye se- series that they rejiggered to make it fit more more within uh, the Echo series. Um, and yeah, I don't know what to say. Well, well, I mean. Uh, Maybe if they'd done less of it, like, I feel like maybe one of the reasons they put in the scenes from Hawkeye is because it's been two years since Hawkeye. And they yeah, wanted, yeah. And they wanted to remind people of who this character is and why she's doing the things she's doing. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So that but s- sucks a bit, I think. I think if if anyone's, like, coming in to watch, watch something, like... Uh, Unlike us, we have seen everything that Marvel has made, but but people like coming in like this would be an an introduction to uh, the like the defenders side of the Marvels mm. Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and um, and how it it definitely does. Uh, Like the um, tissue, the the uh, connective tissue between between yeah mm. the Netflix the Netflix stuff that is sort of canon. No, bits and pieces aren't aren't really, but yeah, it is. It's but canon now. <laughs> I know, Again. I know, I know. Iron Fist is real, um, and yeah. I don't know. It's maybe it's a slight retcon to the entire thing. Not, uh, and that definitely has elements from the last episode where where we go into the mind of uh, Kingpin, and I suppose if people want to jump on to 
this first and then watch all the Marvel stuff with the, the, the Defenders stuff and then go back to watch the other one just for, you know, um, extra credit, extra credit reading. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say. It's... Hmm. I'm losing threads. That's okay. Um, I know that was just like a, a thought that I had. Um, cause like, I don't know the story overall for me, like I know, I know Kingpin has to stay alive because they're doing daredevil born again. And, and you know, he's such a prominent character and a very popular character. And we've all enjoyed Vincent D'Onofrio's performance, um, as the character. <laughs> um, but for me, I would have, I would have really liked to have seen because I feel like the problem, one of the problems with the show for me was the fact that they, they made her very much a hero. Like they didn't even make her an anti-hero. She was very much a hero in this show. Um, so I don't know. It did. I feel like I would have liked it if they'd kept her more in the anti-hero zone, and if they'd done something like killing, if she'd actually killed Kingpin, like if Kingpin had stayed dead and, mm. and then sh- the show is a, like the whole reason she goes back to her home is because she's trying to she once like she's realized that you know kingpin is you know clearly was was bad for her and he sh- she should never have you know gone with him and and you know he killed her father and all this stuff so for me it would have been would have made more sense if she'd gone home to reconnect with her roots, reconnect with her family in order to deal with that because she's, like, fighting against this monster, I suppose, for lack of a better term, that Kingpin has trained her to be. Um, like, you know, we saw how kind of dark and how kind of bad she can be in the Hawkeye show. Like, she was a great, like I said before, she was a great antagonist in that show um, and really fascinating and I and really badass and I really liked her. Um, and I feel like in this... They, they just that darkness was sort of missing a little bit like it was there definitely um there was a yeah. lot there was a lot of conflict but i feel like if it, if it had been her trying to fight against or escape like the ghost of kingpin sort of like just like the idea of his influence still being present and you know and then she taps into the ancestral power that is flowing through her and her you know grandmother and all of that as a way of overcoming her dark side and her dark past. I think that would have been better. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Yeah, it needed to be more. No, no, no. It needed to be more fleshed out with yeah. with her sort of spirituality, like coming coming forward. Instead, uh, I don't know. There's probably too many uh, too many irons in the fire because you're dealing with um, with her being such a badass and. Yeah, those Corey, uh, those Corey fight scenes were absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, the fight, and, yeah, the stunt work in the show was great. And I think, and I think it, it, trying to get a balance between, uh, um, like premonitions and all that, like within within the sort of show as well. It, it definitely had a weird definitely had a weird balance and i don't yeah i think i agree that it didn't really work well that's why i feel it needed to be more spaced out and actually having yeah 
yeah, having that sort of uh, ghost of um, your past, and you thought you killed killed the past, so you go back to your hometown for the remainder of your past just to rebuild and yeah and fighting with the duality of oh where do i go from here do i become uh king uh, do i become the kingpin now or because yeah. i'm the one who i'm the one who quote unquote killed him but he, he's still around and I, I suppose the big element of her like setting a bomb to go off uh to start this sort of thing into gear so maybe start maybe started too late mm. uh, i think i think that's sort of, yeah it's a weird it, weird balance i don't, I don't think i can probably ch- change it to make it better yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, like we've, we've said, just fleshing it out more, adding more episodes, like, you know, changing, sort of, like, just slightly altering what the, the story would be, like, if, they've, if they'd kept, like, even if, I mean, because that's the other thing, it's like, we all knew Kingpin wasn't dead, because he died off screen, and we're not idiots, um, so, you know, and, and because we know Daredevil Born Again's going, so I think it was to the detriment of the show, Really, because I it would have even been better even even if even if they didn't kill kill him like to perma perma dead him right, um and just have him come back at the end of episode four like even Kingpin came back into it maybe too early, like he was in episode mm. three, um yeah you know so I really because I really liked when we we got that I think was it at the start of episode five or four when we got the the flashback to where he beats the the ice cream vendor or whatever I can't remember what. Which episode that was at the start of, but, um, but if they'd like, if they delayed the reveal of him being back until the end of episode four, like make it that finale going, like that cliffhanger going into the finale to really kind of heighten things, because I think even her reaction to him being still alive wasn't even that good, um, from memory. Um, no. I don't know. But then, and then the other thing is you said, you said too many fires in the iron or whatever you said before. Um, <laughs> to my eyes in the fire. Yeah, yeah. to my eyes in the fire. There are um, a lot of writers on this show, and that was one thing that I was noticing in the opening credits that was kind of pissing me off. <laughs> I'm like, you've got like there are literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve people, not including the creator of the show, uh, that have something that wrote an episode and they're all either one episode each or two episodes each. Like, and I'm just like, why are there so many, why does this five episode show have more than 10 writers working on it and getting, I don't, and getting credits for scripts and teleplays. And I don't know, man, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I think, I think it was the old, Ugh. the old, uh, the old way of what they were doing before the writer strike of actually getting a room is like, okay, let's, Maybe. Let's let's do all this at the same time, and then it's like okay, that didn't didn't work. We'll get another bunch. I don't think all of them will be in the same room. I think it's just the micro um, writers' room. Maybe. Maybe we don't know what what happened at, no. uh, behind the scenes, but no, it definitely no. feels like yeah, a lot a lot of people had a crack at it and. And to obligated to actually have have them in the credits because they wrote maybe one line and that and that sort of thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, so... But, yeah, it definitely feels... Um, uh, yeah, it just needed, needed more blending. Yeah. Yeah, it just it just kind of did. And especially, I, I mean, in their defense, I only saw, I think, maybe the first two trailers for this, I think. Um, or maybe even just the first trailer. And I, there was no reference to any of the, like, the powers that she was imbued with sort of being a thing. So the fact that that was part of, like, the main story was a big surprise. Um, I mean, again, as I said, I liked it, but I just, in execution, I don't know. Just should have been better. Mm. It should have been better. But how about, but some, for some reason, those powers have always been there since the, the last episode where we find out that her mum had powers. And it's like, ah, okay. Yeah. Wh- when? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit... Mm. And I don't care. It was like, oh, if you read the read the um, comic, you've, you, you would know that. And it's like, no, this is for people... Uh, unfortunately, when it comes to adaptations, you have to think this is the first time someone's watching this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... So you tapped into these powers. And and with the sort of flashback to the pre- previous um, incarnations, I don't, I don't know. It was... Yeah, it's weird. I mean, weird form of storytelling. Yeah, I mean, but. I liked, I liked it. I didn't mind it because like each episode was named after one of her ancestors, and then the last episode yeah. was named after her. So I'm like, I thought that was cool. Um, but again, it's just like the show needed to pick and choose what it was doing. I think it needed to do it a bit better. I just can't. I keep yeah. I keep bumping up against it. Which is annoying because, yeah. like, I, I want to like this show and it's not that I don't like it. I just, it just, there's potential here that wasn't capitalized upon, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think the problem is um, in order to get people interested, they need established characters. Hence why they, they had more um, Daredevil in the promotional material. So yeah. people go, oh, so. Oh, watch so this Daredevil's this, in it. Dead, it was in it, but yeah. yeah, and that's and that's the unfortunate thing because there was a lot of uh, kingpin stuff as well. It's like no, mm. you, you, it should have been like the daredevil stuff. It, it needed to be like in the last two episodes he turns up. Yeah, just like Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he rock, show up in epi- at the end of episode four, and then like, you're alive. It's like, and he's a a, a demonstration. Demonst- no, not demonstrably. Uh, a phenomenal force. Yeah. To well, be reckoned with. Yeah, because then it's like, you know, if, if she's gotten to a point, if they did that angle of like, you know, she's gone there to deal with this dark part of herself that he created that she's yeah. trying to erase, like, and she and she finally gets to a point where she is at some sort of peace and happiness and she's ready to move on with her life and then he shows up and it's like I mean I know that's a little cliche probably but mm, yeah. but like that would be no. like a like oh I thought I was okay and now here you are and you're gonna fuck with me you know yeah yeah um anyway well no mm. yeah knowing that he can wreck shop he's he's a f- physical presence 
uh, in all intents of the word. Mm. And also, like, physically you can't beat him. No. But the way they, the way they sort of, um, <laughs> they therapy, they 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 put him to therapy, and <laughs> yeah, and which which yeah, it's it's more spiritually uh, defeating the ongoing presence instead of, which is, which I say it's probably a good good way of, um, a good uh, moral, yeah. Say but- sure you have all the monsters. Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, not to skip to the ending, but but it was it was good. I liked the fact that you know she used her ability to overcome him and defeat him. Essentially, um, you know, she didn't resort to violence. Um, I thought that was great, but it was over so quickly. It yeah. was, it wasn't enough time. It was spent on it, um, done right, and you know he kind of just left immediately like it's just that the whole climax was so underwhelming because it was just so quickly taken care of it was just rushed for me yeah like, i don't know i don't know yeah needed needed a couple of more <laughs> needed a couple of more episodes it, yeah just to, just to flesh out and also to to make it good yeah yeah make it yeah. make it better make it better um well, I mean, you know, we can talk about some of the characters if we want, because you know we got to see obviously a lot more of Maya Lopez, because uh, this is her show. Um, you know, she she was good despite the <clears throat> the problems that I have with the story. I thought I thought Alacra Cox was very good. Um, you know, she's definitely got some talent behind her, um, and she's got a great presence on screen. So. You know, it was she. I feel like I, I never bumped up against her being the lead of this show. I thought she worked as the lead quite well. Um, I really like the supporting cast in this, like her family, especially. I thought were were really really good. Um, I I I liked I liked Henry. I thought he was he was very good. He was a he was a very complicated and interesting addition. Like that that's probably another character they could have fleshed out more if they'd been given more time because um, mm. his connection to Kingpin was interesting like the fact that we kind of got that exposition about his, his story with him just in dialogue I was like oh, I want to see that you know I want to see that betrayal um, happen and, and all of that um, so that was a shame but I liked him um, and then I my probably my two favourite characters were um, I liked Scully so her, her grandpa um, he was he was very funny and a and a bit of a character. Um, I liked his addition to to the world and but I, I think for me my favorite was Biscuits, um, <laughs> <laughs> her cousin. Um, he was a, he was great. I mean yeah he's filling that trope of the funny sidekick you know the guy in the chair almost. Um, he yeah he he's definitely a, a trope sort of a character but at the same time I I thought he was used very well. My probably my favorite moment of the whole show was that scene where they're talking about gram, grandma, grandma Chula. She's talking about her car with her neighbor, and then he comes around the corner, and the fucking front bumper is hanging off, and and they're just they're having that Umbrella Academy moment of just staring at each other, <laughs> like as they go <laughs> past. Um, run biscuits, run! Yeah, I thought that was hysterical. 
I I really I really like that. So yeah, and just just Biscuit's banter with with Maya uh, was great, and the way you could see he immediately was so happy to see her, and he cared about her, and you know all of this. So um, I liked him a lot. Um, yeah, I kind of wish they'd done a little bit more with the the Maya and Bonnie of it all. I thought like Bonnie was fine, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like they, again they probably could have done more with their. Um, you know, their relationship, their friendship. So, but yeah. I enjoyed what I saw. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, those are pretty much my thoughts on the supporting characters, just the characters that inhabit this world and have too much else to say. Mike, do you have any any comments, any favourite characters that you liked? Um, I'm sort of the same. Uh, I, I really enjoy the... Um like the relationships you can definitely feel like that this is a family mm. and it and it definitely feels like an estranged family yeah and by the end by the end they they have a barbecue sweet <laughs> and like with all families you have different different sorts of families like and different family members and how they sort of uh, interconnect with each other uh yeah the relationship between Bonnie, yeah, I think I think needed a bit a bit more fleshed out. I think, yeah, maybe may, maybe, um, maybe some characters needed to be rolled into one. Maybe, um, just maybe, just to keep keep that sort of thing flowing. Mm. Like biscuits is fun, but was he essential? I mean, he could have been. He could have been uh, meld in with uh, Papa, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, like, yeah. But we got where we got, and it definitely is a good family unit. And and for the people who uh, <laughs> are so, <sort of laughs> no, Meyer is back, and they don't want to tell the other ones. It's very it, that. Yeah, that every family's got that. <laughs> sort of dynamic is, and yeah, I really enjoy that. So yeah, more fleshed out with the, with, with the fa- family members and mm. uh, so Henry. Sorry. Yeah, Henry. Henry, Henry. Yeah, uh, I did like his character, mm. um, and and need to be a bit more fleshed out, and you can sort of see where uh, he has more of a connection with the um, uh, Maya as. Uh, sort of, sort of the surrogate like uh, parenting figure because that's how they sort of uh, because he she doesn't have any uh, direct fa- family mm. and he was sort of like to go to like sure you can go to biscuits but it's 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 biscuits <laughs> you, you can't really have a one on one but I did but I did enjoy like their dynamic and he, he and. Yeah, and all and all sign language is mm. very appreciative, as well as <laughs> it's like those old river ads. It's like, what's going on? Oh, it's a river ad that makes you have to pay attention <laughs> to what is going on. Yeah, which I do appreciate. Mm. Can't be on your phone while watching this. No, you're gonna miss dialogue. Yes. Yeah, on that, it just made me think of um. Uh, Kingpin's little invention of 
the uh, the the contacts that make my C sign language as he's talking. If you really love someone <laughs> and would do anything for them, surely you would learn a way to communicate instead of using AI. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a bad man. Yeah, it 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 definitely is an indication of what their relationship is. It's like yeah. yeah, he he thinks he is helping her, but really uh, you just you, you're just using her and you're just a user and you're a bad person. Yeah. Very bad person. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be like um, out of sorts here, but I think Kingpin is probably not so, such a good influence. Oh, you don't say. Well, I've only seen him in Hawkeye. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, mm. um, yeah, I kind of liked the. Like it's it's funny like connecting that to like I, the darkness of like killing the interpreter. When he was like, I'm, mm. I'm, you know, we're, we're done. This is your final lesson or whatever. And then I'm done with you. It's like, right, I don't need the interpreter anymore. And so he kills her because she knows too much. Like that was like, oh, that was fucked. Um, but I, yeah. I, I kind of liked it though. Cause you know, of course Kingpin would do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was in character. Loose ends. Loose yes. ends and whatnot. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know what else I have to really say. Is there anything else we haven't really touched on? Um, I think that's it. Uh, I I enjoy it. Wish it was more. Mm, but more, please. And better. That's what. That's yeah. But better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like risotto. <laughs> I mean, sure, you love more, but a bit of variety. Bit of variety. Bit more variety. Yeah. Little bit. Um, yeah, no, that's Sprink, pretty much... Sprinkle some spring onions or something. <laughs> yeah, in the size of one or two more episodes. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's, it was it was good, but it could have been it could have been better. I would, yeah. I think that'll be my summation of A this show. Atypical Marvel stuff. Yeah, it didn't... didn't uh, good, could have been more. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate what they were doing and, you know, and the story they were trying to tell and what they did tell and, you know, but yeah, I just, yeah. Yes. It's just okay. So. Okay. Good to see we're we're continuing the positive Marvel trend in 2024. (laughs) Well, we only get two shots of it. Yeah, literally only two. This is our first of two and then now we've we've got a, what, Five, six months, I think, until Deadpool 3. It's coming out in July, I think. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Something like that. That's the How is it going thing. to be connected? Is it going to be good? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know, but, you know, this is not the last we will have seen of Wilson Fisk, so. No. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> Fun times. All right, Um, that'll do it. For popcorn culture, that's our review, our discussion on Echo. Um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, feel free to, you know, connect with us if you think we're wrong or if you like our opinions. Let us know, um, in some form. Um, but yeah, that's done. 
Which means the show is done for another week. It is. No more show to show. Alrighty. Yeah, I'm done. Alrighty. Mm. A one, a two, a three. And, and that, that was a podcast, was a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yes, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch the Fred the Alien, head on over to our YouTube.com slash Fred the Alien Productions and give us a subscribe and a follow if you're on the Twitch at the moment. And remember to hit that bell icon when you're on the YouTube to keep you updated to all the Fred the Alien content. Aye! Yes, I've been a Kendall Richardson. And I've been the Fisk, Fisked himself, Michael Lister. <laughs> and, and you've, you've just experienced, experienced a podcast, a podcast called, called Fred, Fred. Transition. Boom. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Remember to eat your beef. Remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and sign language. I'm doing sign language at the moment. <laughs> Don't tell my secret. Look at you. Aha. Aha. All right, ladies, gators. Look after yourself and your mental health. Yes, most important. And, and... see. see.